Well, good morning, and thank you for being part of Mariners today. I'm Paul. I am one of the pastors here, and it is really good to see a beautiful day. Um, for those of you that live north of the airport, good luck getting back, huh? Because you ain't making it because of Dream Machines. But anyway, it's a, it's a great day to wait, wait in traffic. We're in a series we're calling The Keys to Spiritual Growth, and, and as Len showed you, we give you these little keys and key tags and all that to kind of help you remember, just to kind of keep it in your mind. And last week, we talked about, what was the word? Anyone remember? The word? Well, there it is, right there. Surrender. You don't have to guess. We talked about the word surrender and what surrender is all about. And, and uh, how hard is it to surrender? Because it's a daily thing that God wants us to do. And, it, man, it, 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 it's, it's a challenge sometimes. I was driving um, up north on Highway 1, and I was at Kelly. And cars were making left turns, you know, to go towards the, 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 the middle school. And, and, and the signal obviously had changed but the cars kept turned left, you know, and, and, and it was green for me to go, and I started to go, and not one car went through, not two cars went through, but three cars went through, and the last one was a truck, and, and so I wasn't even close, and so, so I had to hit my brakes really hard, and so I honked, and the girl passenger, it was like a conditioned response. I honked, finger goes up, you know, on this one, you know, just, <laughs> and, 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 and it all happens. And, and at that moment, I had to surrender my emotions. You, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a mini little surrender that I had to do. I had to just say, okay, hold back, you know, calm down, calm down. You know, this girl could probably beat me up, and so I'm going to stay really calm about all this kind of, kind of stuff. Well, today we're going to be talking about acceptance, or, or I'll be using the term owning it a whole lot. But when you get your key tag, it's going to say acceptance. And, and we need to understand and figure out what that's all about. And, and before you go any further, let me take a second and, and ask God to just bless these moments, okay? So, Lord, thank you now for truth found through Scripture and, and in the Bible. And um, help, help, help us this morning to be better for what you want us to be and what you've called us to become and draw closer to you because of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what is acceptance or, or what, what is owning it all, all, all about? It's really taking responsibility for my actions and my behavior. That, that's what it is. And it's not a complicated term, you know, acceptance, taking responsibility for myself, what I do and, and, and what I'm like. Um, but it's hard to work itself out because we have this big D word that kind of gets in the way, and that word is denial. And I have to hammer on denial for just a, a, a few moments. Um, de- denial is, is, is a tough one. Um, we deny an awful lot of stuff in a whole lot of different ways, don't we? good definition of denial is I don't want to come to grips with the broken parts of my life. I don't want to come to, the, to grips with the broken things that are in my life. I, I, don't, I don't like to have to do that. I have been battling gophers since time began, it seems like, in my yard. And, and the good thing is it's brought out the hunter-trapper in me, you know, I'll wear flannels and put on jeans and put on a, a funny hat. So I go out there and I do battle with, with, with the gophers. And, and, and for a while, I felt like I had rid my yard of them. You know, I, I, I caught several of them and felt really good, you know, and I make big bellowing sounds in the backyard and all that. Well, on Friday morning, I looked out the, the back, and there's a fresh little mound of dirt that's there, fresh. You know, you can, you can see a fresh little mound of dirt that's there. And, and my, my first response was, the word that came out of my mouth was, no, no. You know, no. 
which is the classic word of, of denial, isn't it? No, you know, I'm denying the fact that there's a little mound of, of, of dirt there. I don't want that to be true. That's what denial is. Now, now move it from my backyard into other parts of, of our lives. You're driving, and all of a sudden your car starts making funny noises. And so what do you do? You turn up the radio. You just turn it up louder, right? You know, that's called denial. Or all of a sudden a bill comes, and you know it's a big bill, and you don't open it, you know? You know it's there. It's just sitting there on your desk, but you don't want to open it because that's a denial type of thing. I deny that it's going to be as big as it is. Or maybe sometimes it could be a health issue. You know, people are notorious for not going to see the doctor because they're afraid what the doctor will say. That is what? It's just denial. It's denial about the reality of life. I don't want to come to grips with the things that could be going wrong in my, my life. I don't want to admit it's an issue with me. Now, let's move it from gophers and let's move it from health bills and, and, and noises in our cars to maybe flaws within us that cause problems for other people or cause problems in life or those disobedient things we do against God. It's called sin. Sin and flaws and issues in our lives that cause all kinds of problems within it. It may be, for instance, a temper issue. You may have a, a, a raging temper. Or it may be substance issue. Maybe you're doing drugs. Or maybe alcohol medicates you and gets you through stuff. Or it may be bad relationship that, that, that you just simply don't want to deal with. Or it, it could be pornography. You know, those kinds of things that are, that are there. And what we do is we deny that it's really a problem, don't we? I mean, I, mean, I do. You deny that those things are really a problem. Or we say, I can quit what? At any time. I'll just quit at any time. You know, it's really not a problem. And, and what we have is, 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 and I have found, and again, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm an expert in this one because I'm human, okay? And you're an expert at this because you're human as well. We have an amazing capacity to deny that our problems are problems. Okay, we have an incredible capacity to deny that our problems are problems. And it's not just always the obvious stuff. Check out, check out what um, Paul says in the book of Romans. He gives a shopping list of all the things that can happen within us. It says their lives became, and, and that would be referred to sinful people like us, their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, Murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. Did you, did you check the box on any of those? You know, did you check those? Um, there's backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to, under, to understand. They break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. And again, he's being pretty harsh, but, but you would see at least seeds of those at least I do, in my life. They're there. They're really there. And, and sometimes what I, what I do is I, 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 I kind of blind myself to the damage and the fallout that it does to people around because it does do that. Any one of those will do that. Why, why do we do this stuff? You know, why, why do we go through all this denial stuff? And we're complex people, and we're very complicated. I was a fishing dock, boat dock, a long time ago, and this scruffy guy, first time I ever saw the T-shirt, scruffy guy with a huge beer belly comes out, and, and, and he has a shirt that's all stained up, but it says, you know, you've seen it before, women want me, 
fish fear me, you know. And I just said under my breath, yeah, yeah dream on, pal, you know, dream on. Because we kind of have this diluted view of ourselves sometimes. And we become in denial about stuff because truth can be really scary, you know. The truth about how bad I am can be really scary to me. I, I don't like to hear that I'm flawed, you know. Who likes that stuff? Who really does? I'd rather hear and see myself as being all together and having everything put together in place. So when people look at Paul, they would say, wow, Paul's got everything together and everything is now in place. Now, now you and I, we, 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 we come to this issue or this challenge. We come by it honestly or I'll say organically. It's, it's within us. And it's within me and it's within you and it didn't start from you or from me, it started a long time ago, and God tells us where all the stupid stuff in our lives come from, and it goes back to Genesis chapter 3 in the Bible, the, the first sin of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and so our stupid human nature comes from that. It's, it's the fallenness of us. Now, now, now here it goes. In, in Genesis 3, it says, God asked the question, Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Have you? Now, that's a yes or no question, isn't it? You know, you either have or you haven't. Have you eaten from the tree or have you not? Okay? This is it. Okay, now listen to to the guy. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Do you hear that? He takes a yes, no question, and what does he start to do? He goes into the, what's the D word? He goes into denial. It's not my fault. It's not my fault, God. Um, he takes it like a man and blames the woman, okay? It was the woman. But then he goes one step beyond. It was the woman that what? That you gave me, God. Your fault. Your, your fault here. I'm, I'm, I'm clean on this one. It was her fault first, but it's your fault, your fault bigger. He blames Eve. He blames God. And it comes from there. And that's where fallenness starts. And so, for instance, your temper... What do we say? You make me so what? You make me so mad, you know? No one makes you mad. No one can make you mad. You have chosen that response, but we pass off our temper to others. You make me so mad. Or hatred or unforgiveness. If you knew what they did to me, you'd feel exactly the same way I did. You see how we begin to now deny and stop taking responsibility and don't accept what really is ours? Substance abuse is just how I cope with all the stress in my life. Or unforgiveness, you know, it's just, it's just the, the, way, the way I am. And bottom line, it's denial. I deny that I have, I have issues. And boy, there it is, it is a roadblock to spiritual growth. It is a complete stopper here. If surrender is one, then certainly acceptance of who I am and taking ownership from my faults is another one, and it'll stop you in your tracks. Denial that I have issues. And what happens is we, I, become trapped in this world of making excuses of why I am the way I am. And as long as I do that, as long as I have the excuses, I cannot change. I will not be able to change as long as I have the excuse to go back to. See that? I can't because I have an excuse for it. And so you have to accept it. You have to own it. 
You know, how, how do, we, how do we, we do that? I'm going to leapfrog over the first point and jump to the second one and then come back. So first of all, number one, if you're taking notes, take inventory of your life. Kind of do an assessment of your life. Inventory is just kind of figuring out what you've got and what you don't. Stores do it all the time. You know, how much peanut butter do we really have? We'll talk about, about yourself. The Bible says this, search me, God, and, and know my heart. Okay, here it is. You go before God. God, search me, know my heart. See if there's any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. God, please, search my heart now. I'm, I'm open to this. I've surrendered. Now, I want to know those things that are, that are in me. Point out those things that stink. Those things that are hurtful to others and to you, whether it's pride or deceit, being rude, selfish, unforgiveness, too sensitive, too defensive, ego, you have to be right. Or get someone in your life and say, okay, be honest. What things can help me be better? What are some stumbling blocks in my life? Second point, second number two, is quit pretending it's not so bad. Stop pretending it's not bad because it is. It really is. Um, there's a theological term for it, and it's called total depravity. You've heard that term before? Or complete depravity. I like that term a little bit more. What it means, depravity means bad, and it means that we are completely bad all the way down, okay? It means there's not a part of us that has not been touched by sin within. Kind of rotten all, all, all the way down, and I, and, I, and I hold to it. It's a theological term I hold to. Um, why do I, I hold to it? Um, well, it's because I have kids, okay? And I've seen my kids as, they, as they've grown. I did not have to teach them how to be selfish. I didn't have to teach them that. They knew it from the get-go, okay? So my kids actually came out totally depraved. They came out completely depraved, and I understand that, okay? Every part of their life has a problem of sin attached to it. Now, I, I, know, I know where that came from. I know they got it from their mother, okay? That came completely from Lisa, okay? Because oftentimes I think that she's totally dep- depraved, completely depraved. Now, now what's, what's, what's worse is I know, I know they're all totally depraved because guess what? They think I'm totally depraved. Can you imagine, can you imagine that? And so what we have here now is in our family is you have broken people, okay? And what happens in your family or in your relationships or in, or in your, your life, that complete depravity, meaning sin has touched every single part of your life. Not, not it's ruined everything, but it's tainted everything. There's that little bit of selfishness in this and a little bit of ego in this, a little bit of pride in this, okay? And sometimes these things flare up in our relationships but what it is, is is it causes damage, and it does damage. And every damaging thing that you do is because of that sin nature within. I mean, I hold to complete depravity not because I've seen my offspring have it. I've seen it because I know myself really well. And I've seen myself in action for a long time now. I know my thoughts. I know my hearts. I know how complicated we are. The Bible says this, that it only affirms what I know. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who, who can understand it? I can get rid of a gopher, and I've got two traps set now. You know, um, you know what's going to happen you know, if I catch them? If I catch them, you know. You know how many tunnels there are under my backyard? You know? It just means it's only a matter of time before another one says, hey, 
this is a nice place, and, and, and move in. Did you follow that? And as I tunnel in my life, and as I move into my life, I discover more and more and more of the selfish, self, selfishness that is there and that exists. It's like dry rot in your house. So stop pretending it's not bad. It is. It really is. And you've hurt a lot of people with your selfishness. And that's, that's just the truth, and that's a step in, in fixing it. Number three, own who and what I've become. And again, this is the acceptance part, and this is where I would say the term own is, is a good word. It means I take responsibility for it. I'm accepting responsibility. I don't blame you. I don't blame God. I don't blame my circumstances. It's me. I don't blame my parents. I don't blame my coach. I chose to be angry. I chose to act out. I chose to leave. I choose to mask the pain with drinking or with pot. I choose those kinds of things. My choice right now. There's a, there's a great story, and we're going to look at it more in detail in your life group, you will, and also next week, where David the king commits adultery with Bathsheba, and um, he creates a mess and lives in denial for a year that it's an issue, and, and, and um, he gets confronted by a friend. And, and the friend comes to him honestly and, 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 and challenges him, and David has to own what he has become, Okay? And now, now, I use the term become rather than own what you've done because become means this is who I am now. This is me. David, after, his conf- after the confrontation, says, I confessed all my sins to you and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I'll confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. And this leads to the next. And this, one, this one's important. Take hold of God's grace. Do we have any perfectionists in here? Any of you perfectionists? Any of you want to admit that you're perfectionists? Okay, you're kind of saying, I don't know if I do it. Or if I do it, I'm not sure I'm holding my hand up right if I'm a perfectionist on this one. <laughs> um, most of us like to be seen as having most of life all together. We, 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 we do that, you know. And if you live that way, it's a hard life. It's a hard life to live, believe me. And the, one of the reasons we are like that is because we have really not grasped the solution to our imperfections. We don't have a solution for it. We don't have a solution for why we are so bad or we don't know what to do about why we are so bad. And, and so we have to maintain the image of having it all together. Because the question we would ask is, if I'm not perfect, then what? Okay? If I'm not perfect, then what? And if you're like that, you're not alone. Paul in the Bible talks about his former life. And this is his former life in religion because he had to do every religious thing right. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I was a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. As for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I was perfect. You know, 100 grains straight. I never lost. He was undefeated. But that was on the outside. He would not admit his sinfulness because he could not admit his sinfulness. And oftentimes perfect people will not admit their problems because they can't, because they have no solution for it. Because, and his reason was he thought that God only loves good people and God hates bad people. 
That was the God that he had. God loves good people who do things right and hates bad people who do things wrong. And with that kind of a God, you have to be good. You, you follow that? You have to be good. If your God is one that loves good people and hates bad people, then I have to be good. And anything that's bad in me, I have to now excuse for someone else's fault because the God I've got only loves good people. I can't be bad. I deny the bad. I pass off the bad. I pretend the bad is good. I have to deny how bad things really are. And all of a sudden, the Bible comes up with this incredible verse. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. So what he's talking about here in that term is denial. We're only fooling ourselves. That's denial. I'm just, I'm just fooling myself. If I claim that I'm without sin, if I claim I'm perfect, I'm just fooling myself. If I have to do everything I can to reveal myself as perfect to you, I'm now trying to fool you, and I'm not living in the truth. So I've got this real bad dilemma, and perfectionists, and if you're living in that kind of a God system, you've got a real bad issue because you know deep down inside it is your fault. It is your fault. So I have to justify, I have to compare, I have to blame, I have to pass it off. I have to do all those kinds of things. But all of a sudden, there's a breath of air. The next verse that John says is this. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And this is where grace comes in. And if your God doesn't have a God of grace, good luck being good enough because you're not. Forgiveness through Jesus Christ died so that you can be free from that. And so the Bible says now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. Well, what, if I've got, what if I've got issues in my life? There's what? There's no condemnation. What if I've got a temper? There's no condemnation for that. Well, what, 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 if, what if I've been controlling? There's no condemnation for that. And it allows me then to be honest about my faults, accept that I've got them, and now that I've accepted that I've got them, I can begin to deal with them. I can begin to say I've got a temper issue or I've got, an, I've got an anger issue or I've got a control issue or I've got a substance issue. Now that I can admit it with freedom of no condemnation, I can begin to work on that. Once you have grace, you can admit it and, and, and you can own it. And then you can begin to finally, and this is the last point, and, and, I'll, and I'll finish up in a sec, live in the truth. You can now begin to live in the truth. I was in a life group with some guys this is a number of years ago, and, and I was kind of into this whole perfection thing, you know. I have to show myself as being a really good pastor, a really perfect pastor, and have everything all together. And, and you know, for, for any of you that know me, know I don't have anything to get all together. And you should just simply know by a human being, you know, me being human, I, I don't. But you try, and, you try and appear that way because pastors are supposed to be on a higher level than everybody else. And so I was kind of playing that little game here. And, and, and one day I was just... Things were not together, and I was swamped with stress, and I was bugged at people. So I didn't get the study together. I didn't even get the study done. Didn't get it done, you know. I was supposed to do this great, you know, theologically deep study. And, and, and so I just decided to be honest with these guys and said, I'm doing lousy. I don't feel close to God right now, and I'm not going to fake it tonight. And I waited for the mass exodus from the room. You know, people would say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, you know, our pastor is like that or anything like that. And, and they said, wow, I'm glad you shared that because our days really stunk and we know how you feel. And they didn't leave. Not a person left. It's not like they just blew me off. They just didn't treat it like it was a, a big deal. And, and honestly, that 
day became an incredible turning point for me that I could, with other people now, find grace and forgiveness and acceptance and help. When I own the fact that I am a sinner and broken and have issues and have challenges and have problems, all of a sudden people could be there to say, we help you, we can help you through this and with this. The Bible says this, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Everything we need. And that includes people around us. And we need to be honest and quit saying, I've got it together and quit pretending we've got it all together. And that's why we sometimes say around here, no perfect people are allowed in this church, okay? If you're perfect, then your big issue is denial, you know? So come on in, you know, we love you. And we want people to be real here, real and authentic. Psalm 32 says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. Through my groaning all day long, for day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Isn't that awful lot like denial? Just beat up. When I kept silent, when I denied it. Then he says, then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I'm going to confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sins. Isn't that cool? Isn't that, isn't that awesome? I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up right now. I invite you to just simply pray with me, if you would, please. Would you bow with me for a moment? There's a great verse that I, I am going to read to you and just listen to the words closely. It's John who is a pastor and he's writing to people in his church and those that would read for centuries after. He says, my dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you won't sin anymore. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ the one who is truly righteous. He himself is a sacrifice that atones for our sins. Isn't that cool? He alone is the one. And, and if you're here this morning, you know, God brought you here and you've been playing this game of denial and of your sins and your, and your issues. And maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're afraid what God's going to do to you if you finally admit that you've got an issue with drugs or you've got an issue with porn or you've got an issue with temper, anger. God will forgive. And until you admit and accept the fact that it's an issue that you have to deal with, nothing can be done about it. But once you do, there's freedom. As you begin to seek to get the help you need. God, help us to be honest about ourselves. Not to beat us up, but to give us hope. Because there's always hope for those that confess and admit. And then move to change. So make us, God, the people you would like us to be. As we become honest before you. And we thank you in Christ's name. Hey, thank you for being part of this morning. I, I'm glad that you, you showed up. Um, 
if you want somebody to pray for you, um, we have great people over there in the prayer room that would love to just pray, and maybe something came up this morning uh, during the message, during the music, just you just say, say, I need some support, something I'm going through. Maybe you need someone to talk to regularly, and we have a great ministry called Stephen's Ministry, and before you drop your card in that, the, the offering buckets, just write Stephen's Ministry on it, and someone will contact you this week just to say, we will be with you no matter what you're going through. If you need to talk to anybody, we're around, so um, feel free to take advantage of that. We're going to stand. We're going to finish with a final song. Would you stand with me, please? God bless you guys. Enjoy the incredible day that God has given you. <laughs>